Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Zach Fontaine. As an associate pastor at Springs Church in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Zach leads youth ministry with a passion for the next generation. He'll teach you from God's Word in a way that's easy for you to hear the truth and apply it to your life. Let's dive into the message. I have a message that I want to share with you guys today. And, you know, it's, it's something that's been on my heart lately. I always say before I start preaching that, that the messages that I speak here are, are the ones that, that I feel like I need myself the most. So I just want to get right into it today. But we live in a world. We live in a world where oftentimes we face trials. We face pain. We can face confusion. Sometimes we don't know where we want to go next. Sometimes we don't even know how to go where we want to go next. We seek so much advice everywhere, whether you're someone who gets into books, whether you're someone who's hired your own mentor, whether you're someone you come to church because the pastor here is someone that's that's the person that's leading you. The point is, is that we search for answers. We search for advice from everywhere. And oftentimes we skip the most important one, and that's God. We look to so many different areas and so many different things, and we want God to guide us. But oftentimes, we kind of sit in this, in this zone of like, you know what? Well, I don't really hear him. I don't really feel him. I don't really know what's going on right now and, and if he's even there. It's just hard, right? But the, the fact of the matter is, and I re- remind myself often that when we're going through struggles, it's one word from God to turn your whole marriage around for the better, If you're going through a finance problem, it's literally one word, one thought from God that could tell you exactly what you need to do with your finances to see that abundance. Sometimes it could be one word, one thought, one direction from God that could lead you to be completely healthy, healed, and whole from whatever disease you may may have or have. The point is, is our life can become so much better if we simply allow and listen for God's voice to guide us. You know, in, in John 4, verse 24, it says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. What is this verse saying? The verse is saying that communication with God is spirit to spirit. It's not brain to brain. It's not mouth to ear, the way that we communicate in this physical realm that we have on earth here. The Lord speaks to our spirits. Oftentimes, what I've experienced, it wasn't words. It wasn't an audible voice, but it's these thoughts, these impressions that you get inside of you as you go about your life. Oftentimes, I can be driving down down the street, and, and someone, one of my friends or acquaintances or, or co-workers, something might come in my mind, and I'm just like, you know what? That person's in my mind for some reason right now, and it's definitely God guiding me towards that right now. And oftentimes, I'll send them a text. I'll send them, I'll, I'll give them a call and see how they're doing. And more often than not, they're going through something and they appreciate it so much that I reached out to them. And that happens to every single person here at church. Every single person that's going around their life, you have these thoughts, these impressions that, that come upon you that, that it is God, but sometimes we mistake it for our own thoughts. You know, sometimes after, after a, a kind of busy weekend or a busy time, 
many of us have that time to relax. We have whatever we do, our hobbies or, or whatever it is that's entertaining for you to kind of relax. And oftentimes it's TV for people. Let's say you kind of go home, you, you kind of go on your couch and, and you turn on your, your the game show network. Let's just use that as an example. So you're, you're watching your favorite game shows because it's light and easy. It's good. And as you sit there, all of a sudden the TV starts to flicker. And if you're like me, I see one flicker. I'm like, ugh. I see two flickers. I'm like, oh, no. But then for some reason, you sit there for 10 minutes hoping that the TV just fixes itself so you don't have to get up. Because oftentimes, the problems that happen on your TV always happen when you're most comfortable. It's like you're just about to fall asleep. You're enjoying watching. You're like, oh, I got to go fix the TV. So if you're like me, you get up. You go up to your receiver on the box right beside your TV. And you unplug the HDMI cable. That's the first thing I always go to. I unplug the HDMI cable, and I plug it back in. Because apparently, that's what you got to do. <laughs> you plug it in. You got you to gotta hope that it's going to work. You might sit back down on the, on the couch and you're kind of like, okay, is it going to work? And it's maybe it, it kind of did fix it for a little bit. And then all of a sudden it starts to flicker again. And I'm like, oh, geez, like I can't do too much here. So I, I kind of get up and I'm like, well, I have one more option. And it's the option that apparently fixes everything. You unplug it. We count to 10 for some reason. I don't know why. I'm always like, one, two. Okay, it's been unplugged for 10 seconds. I'm good to plug it back in. Don't know why I do that, but I do it. And I plug it back in, hoping that it's going to be fixed. And then sure enough, maybe it fixes itself or maybe it doesn't. But as we go through life, oftentimes, uh, when, when you're on the when you're on the, on the, the watching TV story, you don't think, "Oh, maybe I should call the game network kind of executives and tell them that there's something wrong, wrong with their broadcast. Their transmitter is just not working properly." We never think that. We always instantly go to what our receiver is, where where this, the 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 transmitter is going to. Our receiver. We always go there because that's where the problem is. It's never the fact that, oh, it's not actually streaming. It's not actually broadcasting. It's always the fact that our receiver needs to be looked at. And today I want to talk to you guys about God's voice, hearing God, figuring out how to be guided by God, because so many of us, including myself, can live in this kind of confusion sometimes on trying to figure that out, and it's really not hard. I want to share three points. My first point goes after that. You know, it's the receiver. It's tune in. That's my first point. Check your receiver because God is always sending. When you're sitting on the couch and looking at the TV, you go, you know what? I'm going to go check my receiver. You don't go call the executives at that TV network and, and make sure they know that they're broadcasting. No, you always go to your receiver. And as Christians, we need to know that when we're maybe having troubles hearing from God or, or wondering where we're being guided from, we need to realize that's not God not sending to us. That's us not knowing and discerning what God's saying to us. Sometimes we think that a thought, an impression that is on us, it, it's, it's more of a, oh, it's just my own thought. You know, I didn't have a great sleep last night. My dreams were kind of weird, and I didn't eat very good food last night, and here I am, and I'm not going to, I don't know, I just don't, it's probably just my own thought. I'm not going to do that. So many times we literally substitute what God's saying to us as, as if it's our own thought. You know, John 10, verse 3 to 5 says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. You know, notice how in verse 3 in this, in this Bible reference here, in John 10, verse 3, verse 3 says, his sheep hear his voice. It doesn't say that his sheep, his sheep should hear his voice. It doesn't say that his sheep 
can hear his voice. This verse is making an emphatic statement at the fact that these sheep do, in fact, hear his voice. And that's one of the biggest things is that each and every one of us hear God's voice, but our ability to discern whether it's our own thought or God is where we get a little bit confused. And I'm going to share a problem with you. And this problem, in my opinion, in my experience, is one of the biggest roadblocks in Christianity to keep you from knowing what God wants for you, keeping you from getting miracles, keeping you from getting what God has promised in the Bible. And this is what, this is what it is. It's a huge roadblock. The problem is we as Christians often question the accuracy of the scripture based on our experience. When in reality, we need to be questioning the accuracy of our experience, not the accuracy of scripture. So what the scripture says we should experience. But so many of us do that in reverse. We're sitting here going out experiencing life as it comes. And we're going, well, I'm not experiencing what the word says, what the Bible says. That's not a problem with scripture. That's a problem with our experience. What we need to do is align our experience with what the word of God says, the truth of what the scripture says. And when we can align our experience with that, that is when we truly can step into the, into the into life that God has created for each and every one of us. Sometimes our experiences lie to us. Sometimes what you feel in a certain moment, feelings can be so fickle sometimes. And it's important for us to realize that don't ever just sit in an experience going, well, I'm not experiencing what the scripture promised me I would, so there's a problem here. There is a problem, and that problem is our ex- us experiencing it. The problem is not God. It's not God's inability to send something towards you or, or talk to you or a thought or impression towards you. No, 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 no. It's our ability to make sure that we continually pursue and push into the word of God so we know it so well that when our experience doesn't line up, we know we need to adjust. And we have to adjust, which leads me to this. Our experience should line up with scripture. Like I just said, if it doesn't, we need to get into the word and align our belief with what the word of God says. And when we do that, it makes it so much easier for us to hear from God and also be guided from God. But there's many problems that go in the world that we live in now. And one of those problems is my point number two is that we need to learn to chill out. Point two, chill out. Super simple. We need to be still. You know how many things are flying by in life right now? You know how many things are are distracting us, are noisy? How many things in our life that take our eyes off of what we should be focusing on and onto something that we shouldn't just simply because it's louder or more distracting? It reminds me of of the Bible story with Elijah on the mountaintop. In 1 Kings 19, verse 11 to 18, it says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains, tore them apart, and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Other translations might say a still, small voice. A gentle whisper. The point of God speaking to Elijah in a gentle whisper, in a still small voice, was because he was trying to show Elijah that the work of God doesn't always need to be accompanied by a dramatic revelation or a manifestation. 
Sometimes we as Christians mistake divine silence for divine inactivity. Let me say that again. Sometimes we as Christians mistake divine silence, so we think we're not hearing from the, the Lord, and therefore he must not be doing anything. It's not the case. In Zechariah 4, verse 6, it, says, it tells us that God's work is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. This means that overt displays of power are not necessary for God to work. God speaks most clearly to us in today's day through his word, through his Bible, through what is said, the promises that we read and we stand on. That is how he speaks to us most, most in, the, in today's day. So when he speaks... We need to recognize his voice. And how we recognize his voice is we need to read the Bible and focus on the Bible and, and, and memorize the Bible to a certain degree where we know what is true and what is not. Because oftentimes it leaves, it leaves us in a place where we're left in our emotions, we're left in our feelings. And if we are left in our feelings, oftentimes we look the total wrong way. The world is noisy. Whether you're at work, whether you're at play, whether you're hanging out with your kids, whether you're at the park, whether you're swimming, whether you're at church, there's always something that gets your attention. Oh, a drone. Crazy. Right? So many of us always look, we see stuff, and whatever it is that's flying by, that's going by us, that's driving by us, that's making noise, gets our attention more than anything else, and that attention is what often we focus on. And we're when focusing so intently on something, a distraction, it makes it impossible for us to focus on something else. And there's a way that we can counteract that. It's called paying attention to Scripture, paying attention to what is being said in the Word. Paying attention doesn't simply mean you read a Bible verse and then, oh, yeah, that's, that's really good. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God, you're so good. That was a good Bible verse. No, it's not just reading a Bible verse. Paying attention means that you read that Bible verse and you hone in on it. You like lock your sights onto that Bible verse and what it says, the promises in the Bible. With the intention to make sure that you're viewing your life and what happens in your life the same way that God views you. Whether it's in healing, whether it's in prosperity, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in wisdom, whether it's in health, whatever it is. The moment we can practice paying attention and focusing on the verses of the Bible, the word of God, so intently that now we think the same way God thinks with anything that comes into our life is when we truly step into a significant life. But to do that, this is the thing that we all have really trouble with, most of us anyways, I do, is you have to be quiet. You have to relax. You have to chill out a little bit. You have to shut up all that mental jabbering that you have in your head and all those thoughts. You need to take a step back from the opinions you may have and just listen. Really listen, though. And when you start doing that, that is when you most definitely will start to hear and discern what God is trying to tell you. In Psalms 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. When I think of being still, it always brings back a picture in my head. And that picture is of a cabin on a lake. For those of you that may have a cabin on a lake, there's some days, sometimes it's few and far in between, but there's some days where you're sitting out there and the water is like glass. 
It's so still. You know how calming that is? It's so calming when you see that. It's so calming, and that is what this verse is trying to say. When you're still, you're not dealing with anxiety. When you're still, you're not dealing with depression. When you're still, you're not dealing with these things that life throws at us because when you're still, you can acknowledge that God is God and who he really is. And you can align your belief and what is being said with God and what's being said in the Bible. But oftentimes, we ignore these subtle nudges. The little things that pull you somewhere, like I said in the beginning of this message, where I'm just like driving down the highway and a certain name, a certain face comes into my mind and I need to call that person. Those little nudges, sometimes we dismiss that it's not God. And oftentimes it's because we're, we're expecting some kind of burning bush moment. The Bible verse, where God spoke through a burning bush. Am I saying that God can't speak through a burning bush? Of course he can. He's God. But maybe you're just like Elijah in that verse that I read. Maybe you're so busy, so caught up in your own business that you don't even hear God because he's not a priority. It's so important for us to realize that sometimes we can be distracted, and when we're distracted, it's easy to focus on something other than what we need to focus on. It's crazy. But how do we prioritize God in our life so that we can actually see the results that the Bible talks about, that God guiding us to wherever we need to go? Leads me to point number three, it's seeking him. I don't have a great habit of working out, okay? A little mad about it, okay? I'm a little upset about it. I'm not, not proud of myself, but I don't have a great habit when it comes to working out. But when it comes down to actually working out, you know, you, you finally get motivated to go for a run or you mo get motivated to go to the gym or whatever it may be. Oftentimes in the midst of you sweating and just being like super sore and just like tired, my mind always goes to like the next time that I'm going to work out and how like I can't do this. Like that, <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you right now, okay? My mind just goes that I'm like, I don't know if I could do this, right? But the more you work out, you talk to any workout enthusiast, any gymnast, any people that do it all the time, is the more that you do it, the more that you seek that out, the more that you learn to enjoy it and learn how you like to do it. And when you get to that point, you now have made a habit for yourself, which now you don't even have to break. It's just something that you do every single day. Getting into God's word is the exact same thing. There's so many different ways to do it, but if we always choose the way that maybe isn't our way and it makes us feel a little bit bored, it's repetition and, and finally where you can see the, the actual um, fruit of what's being read and, and actually see your life changing from what you're, being, what you're reading on the Bible and doing your devotions, is that's when you start to make a habit. And that's when you re really sit in this area where you can be led by God and you're guided through your life. Because in order to discern God's voice, you must be seeking him. You have to be intentional and deliberate and fervent. I love the word fervent. It means passionately, like intensely passionate. In Jeremiah 29, verse 13, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. See, the problem with so many people is that we don't seek with all of our heart. Many of us Christians have this transactional relationship that we have with God, meaning that we don't really talk to him, we don't really pray, we don't really do our devotions until we need something. And when we need something, we go find every single verse in the Bible that we can find that pertains to what we need. We memorize it. We speak it. We pray it. We say it out loud. We do everything we can to remind us of that. We set reminders on our phone that buzzes us throughout the day that goes, read this or a reminder of this. 
But the problem is, is that we don't stay in a state of seeking God. We, we stay in a state of transactional faith where we don't actually go to God unless we need something. You know, when we're like that, we sit in a state of survival mode. Survival. That means that constantly you're going through life, and the second that something happens to you, you're going to the Word. You're running to the Word. You're running to the Word. You deal with anxiety. You run to the Word now. Oh, you never deal, dealt with depression, but now you are. Oh, i got to go to the Word. No, you're doing it all wrong. The second that you, that you stay in seeking God and stay in his word and make that a habit is when you move from survival to significance. And you, when you move from survival to significance, you are now in a place where you can just walk around life enjoying it, realizing that things are going to hit you, that things are going to come down on you sometimes, realizing that you might feel pain, but you know there's hope, you know there's joy, you know there's strength, you know everything that's going on is not going to destroy you because you serve a God that is far bigger than anything that can come upon you. And when you get that to that point... You live in, in, in this way where you can be so guided by God that anything that happens, you know exactly what to do because you're listening. But it takes us chilling out first. It takes us seeking him. It takes us getting into his word. And when we do that, when we focus on God, when we center everything we do around him, you'll be directed by him in every single area of your life. There's no mentor you could pay. There's no friend you could have. There's no pastor that could talk to you with more guidance than what God could guide you. All those things are amazing to have. But if you're still not hearing from God, you're missing one of the most key attributes that you need to have in your life in order to live an amazing life. And the thing is, is we're never, you're never going to listen to God unless you know his voice. And knowing his voice comes straight from what the word says. God will always guide us. But do we even slow down our life enough to truly focus on him? I'm not saying you got to quit your job. I'm not saying that your busy business needs to not be busy anymore. No, there's room for everything. But do you take time out of your day to truly get to know God, to seek him? To let there be room to be guided. Because if you don't, you're going to live your life in constant survival mode all the time. Because it's in God we walk in health. It's in God we have prosperity. It's in God that we find protection and, and we find joy. And we have this hope that is unwavering. It's in God that we find all of these things. But oftentimes our focus is on the earthquake. Our focus is on the fire our focus is on the loud noises. Our focus is on the wind, the hurricanes, the tornadoes. Our focus is on the cancer. Our focus is on the anxiety. Our focus is on the depression. Our focus is on anything that doesn't make us feel good. When God's saying, hey, you might get feelings of that, but if you stay on me, if you keep your mind stayed on me, we'll beat that together every single time it comes upon you. I personally love that way of living. And I want to strive myself, and I hope you guys do too, to the point where you are living a life in significance because you stay on God every single day, every single, every single week. Because when you do that, you truly hear and know what God's voice sounds like. The impressions, the thoughts that you get. But do we make time to hear his still, quiet voice, his gentle whisper? Because in order to do that, you really got to sit back. You got to hone in on it. You got to focus. And intently listen. You know, there's one thing that I've always appreciated about my wife, Jessica. 
she has this ability to be in a coffee shop or be in this like just really noisy, crazy place. And she has this, this ability where she can legit focus so intently on either her work or a book or what she's doing where she can tune everything out around her. I wish I could do that. I, I have troubles trying to figure that out because it's hard for me. But I aspire to be like that because when you learn to focus on something so intently, it literally allows you to hear that and only that, even if it's a gentle whisper. And that's what we need to do with God. We need to focus on him so intently that through our life, we are hearing him. That through our life, through the noise, through the earthquake, through the pain, through the disease, whatever it may that may come upon us, that if we stay on him, God is our refuge. He's the guy that's going to ha handle everything. He's going to heal us. He's already given us so many things. It's just we want to be guided by him. And that comes from focusing on his word, focusing on him. When we do that, life gets so, so amazing. John 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. That is God to each and every one of us. I'll say this one more time. Don't let your experience dictate whether scripture is true or not. Because God wants us to live an amazing life. God wants us to have every single promise in the Bible, and we do. But sometimes we get so distracted that we don't even know where to look anymore because the loud noises are taking over the gentle whisper that we should be focused on. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages from encouraging speakers that air on Miracle Channel and Corco. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.